a lot of work and a lot of sh- online shopping for me since it was like the week of uh black friday and uh or i guess that was last week right but you know there's all these black fridays and uh cyber monday sales so i've been uh taking advantage of that and finding some good deals some uh, new equipment to upgrade and things like that like what what are you upgrading um a mixer new computer uh new microphone some another, lights another new a little computer? bit of everything another new computer yeah yeah you know how impossible it is to get a the the RTX 3090 George it's like literally impossible well, uh, Matt, no, it's Matt, like I think Matt has 3070 don't you Matt or 3060 uh 3060 Ti yeah, yeah the 3090 I had the 3070 like, but it was messing up well I mean you have the 3060 Ti so it's it's up there yeah it's, it's very close to the 3070 right it was a lot better than what I had before <laughs> It functioned. I, had, I, had, I call uh, that better. Michael Ben GPU. Uh, thanks to George finding me a GPU in the recycle bin. Yeah, I mean, nice. It was just laying there. I'm like, I'm gonna take that for Matt, and I took it and I gave it to him, and the rest is history. Yep. George, you put I'm out, you pulled out some still. stuff from, you pulled out things from the recycle bin before. Um, I think you pulled out like a like a universal controller and gave it to Gabriel and then he left it over here so now I have both. <laughs> I'm like cuz like he gave me a universal controller dumpster diver. Yeah, I mean yeah, I got that universal one, the Harmony remote and I got a blue Yeti microphone that was still working and headphones nice. and of course, you know, I'm not going to say the company that I'm working for but cuz we are recording but it's straight up. What? You didn't tell me we were recording. You recorded my voice without my authorization, sir. Lawsuit. Sorry, Matthew. Cancel, cancel Sorry. So I guess I'm assuming this is how the podcast will start, right, George? Yeah, I mean, usually With, uh, I was talking about the the bin, pulling this stuff out of the bin. The yeah. Garbage. The garbage. The garbage diver. Yeah. So my name is George. Um, I'll let these other two guys introduce themselves. Matt, I'll go with you because the last time you didn't introduce yourself. Oh, yeah. Hey, my name is Matt Fishping. And I am Steve. I was not here last time, but I am here now. <laughs> I was looking at notes. I'm like, and yeah, I have like a soundboard so that when there's like just like that drop silence right there. Just throw in some, some crickets. Some little chirp, chirp, chirp. Yeah. If you can edit that, George, put some crickets in there. <laughs> so, I, okay, so <laughs> let's first start off with uh, Steve. You went and watched Resident Evil. Correct. I did. Okay, yes. so without spoiling anything, just lay it, lay it on us. Lay down the wood. All right, so you want a non, a a non, what? My wood? (laughs) All right. Give us us your Uh, Rotten Steve uh, rating. Oh, Rotten Steve rating? Okay. Well, who here has seen it? Just me, right? Just Matt, have you seen it? I have not seen it. Just me. Okay. All right. Well, 
just to be clear, I am a, I consider myself a big Resident Evil fan, right? Um, I don't know if that makes a difference or not, but I do know the lore. I do know the character lores. I know timelines. I know stuff like that. I also um, went into this movie knowing exactly what I was getting myself into, right? This movie was directed by a director that does low-budget horror films, correct? Uh, and I know we talked about this last time. He does uh, 47 Meters Down, which, Matt, you did say you, you saw, and it was pretty good, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, this movie has a budget of about $25 million, which seems like a lot of money, right? But in terms of uh, Hollywood movie money, that is, uh, that's hardly anything. Uh, as an example, like, uh, there was a new Halloween movie that came out. I forgot what the name was. Does anyone, George, what's the name of the new Halloween movie that came out? Um, Halloween Resurrection? Nah, I don't know. I, I well, Resurrection? <laughs> uh, Halloween like Kills, Halloween I think. Kills or yeah. There you go. Yeah. Was. Halloween Kills. That movie had a budget of around 20, uh, million. So it was very, it had about the same budget as Resident Evil. And, uh, you know, just an example, the scope, like I haven't seen Halloween Kills and I don't know exactly what it's about, but it's probably about Michael Myers chasing people with a big knife, right? And they're just running around all over the place. Uh, so, you know, you can, get a, you can get away with doing a movie like that for, you know, a low budget, $20 million. You know, you can just get actors, pay the actors you know, stuff like that. You don't have to think about crazy CGI and stuff like that. Um, so when it comes to a movie like Resident Evil, uh, Welcome to Raccoon City, where it's, it's taking stuff from Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 2 and has to worry about other stuff other than just zombies. So you got B.O.W.'s like, mon you, you have monsters, right? I'm just going to say monsters. That's... Uh, you know, set pieces. There's a lot of stuff in that movie that is, is being taken directly from the game. Like visuals, set pieces, like uh, props, costumes. Uh, there's a lot, right? It has a lot of fan service stuff from the games in this movie. So I, you know, $25 million is not a lot for, for the scope of what this movie is trying to accomplish. That being said, I think that what he, this director did with $25 million, uh, what he accomplished in this movie, which is about an hour and 40 minutes long, he did a good job. You know, I thought that he did a fairly good job considering the budget limitations that he had. I, I feel like maybe it would have been a better call to just put all this budget into RE1 and just focus on Resident Evil 1, which is in a mansion instead of trying to do both movies. Uh, but he decided to do both movies. He is indeed a big Resident Evil fan. It is quite obvious. Uh, he put a lot of little Easter eggs from different Resident Evils in there. And he definitely likes Claire Redfield. And it is very apparent that he likes Claire Redfield <laughs> in this movie. Um, but that being said, my overall review would be... Like, let me just drop a rating on you guys, right? One being terrible, five being average, seven being good, and ten being perfect. Uh, um, a uh, personal favorite, right? 
Okay. Uh, so I would so, give this. Hold on, hold on. So before you give the rating, I want you to give a rating if you can. A rating as a Resident Evil fan and a rating as a just a moviegoer, someone that's not a fan of the series. Well, I mean, it's it's hard to say. There's there's a lot of Resident Evil fans that that are like, you know. <sighs> Like, what do you mean as a, as a rating as a Resident Evil fan, George? Like, what do you mean by that? Okay, so you are a huge Resident Evil fan. So you right. went in here, you saw it as a fan. And tell me what you thought as a Resident Evil fan, your rating. Then just go as back. As a Resident... And then go back and and act and pretend like you're like Matt, uh, someone that's not like a huge fan. Well, okay. Well, I think this would be better if I if I do it like this, George. Um <sighs> Crap. If I were to rate this movie as how similar it is to the games, you know, like is this a is this a one to one representation of the video games? I would give it a low rating. How about I just say that? Yeah, no, I'll take it. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, it, like oh, this happened this way in this game. This character is this way in this in in this in this you know Resident Evil game. Uh, the director definitely takes stuff from the games, right? The characters are there from the games, most of them, right? Not all of them. Some of the monsters are there from the games. Some of the things that from the games are in this movie. However, he tells the story his own way. So you pretty much. Pretty much, he is a he is a Resident Evil fan that decided to. What if RE one and RE two happened at the same time, and he just did it that way? You know, he 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 told the story how he thought would work best for what he was what he was trying to do. Um. So again, if you are a Resident Evil fan that knows nothing about anything of this movie other than like you love the games. And you go in there thinking that it's going to be exactly like the games, you will be disappointed. Uh, because while it is Resident Evil, uh, you know, aesthetics and it has all this Resident Evil stuff in there, it is definitely telling its own story. Um, it, there's a lot of different spins on like characters and stuff like that. But the way the director handled it, I think, was a good, you know, if in all honesty, I think this was the best way he could have handled it, considering that he was merging one Resident Evil one and Resident Evil two, uh, because. Like. I don't know, man, it's like. I don't know how else he would have been able to tell the story otherwise, uh, especially with the time that he had and the money that he has. Uh. I personally give this movie a 7 out of 10. I think it's a good movie. Um, okay. It could have been better. It could have been better. It could have been an 8. Um, you know, but considering, uh, you know, the budget that he had and stuff like that, I think he did a good job. It is a horror movie. I do want to, you know, point that out. The music that plays in this, in this movie is very, like, horror-themed. And the zombies are definitely the stars of this movie. Like he did a really good job on on portraying the zombies. And um, overall, I was I was I was pleasantly surprised by what I saw. You know, it wasn't a masterpiece. It wasn't a personal favorite. It wasn't a 
great film. You know, I would say eight out of 10 would be a great film. This was just a good film. I enjoyed my time. I was entertained. And hopefully this movie does well in theaters so that there will be a sequel. Because there definitely it is definitely is being left open for a sequel. Um so yeah, you know. Uh that's my overall, you know, non spoilery spoilery review of it, I guess you would call that a review. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, no, that's what we wanted. Yeah. No, that's what I wanted to hear is because uh, because we're going to go watch it. I mean, you're going to go watch it again with me, hopefully next week on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I do want to watch it with you again, George. Like, I want to watch it again because I want to, you know, I feel like I could maybe see more what I didn't see or, you know, just. I think it's good to watch something again. Right. For a uh, a better look on it. Um, You know, other than the actors, I really didn't know very many actors in this movie. Like, I do know that there was... uh the actress that plays Claire, she was the, uh, the leading role female character in the pirates of the Caribbean movie. Like the newest one that came out, uh, dead man, tell no tales. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so she's a pretty, she's a pretty big actress. Uh, Tom Hopper, of course is Wesker. Uh, that's another actor I know. Um, and I do know that there was a, uh, a, a stunt double, that I that I do recognize Stephanie Hawkins. I saw her in the credits, and I was like, Stephanie Hawkins was in this movie, so she's like a uh, a really good professional stunt stunt woman. So I'm pretty sure she was one of the zombies. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, she was because I, I think I saw her. Yeah, name and I said zombie right next to it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So I, I I'd like to go see it again so I can uh, maybe. See if I can find her in the movie. I don't. I think I know who it is, though. Now that I think about it. But yeah, again, seven out of ten. It was. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised. My dad saw it with me, and uh, he doesn't know the lore, obviously, of Resident Evil, and right. he enjoyed it. Okay. He did enjoy the movie. So um, he he didn't feel lost in the movie. Uh, he he was following it. He was following what was happening pretty well. Uh, the the Resident Evil movie. It's an interesting thing that it, that the director decided to do. He always had a time, like a timer, running during the movie. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with the the advertising of Resident Evil Two remake. There was one of the trailers had like a time clock that would like count like the time that certain events were happening on the trailer. Like, like for instance, like Leon and Claire arrive in Raccoon City on this date, on this time, you know, like at 9 p.m. Uh, the movie does that. It does like a like a constant time timer, like that's counting up. That's like it's like 9 p.m. right now. Oh, now it's 12 p.m. or sorry, 12 a.m. Now it's two in the morning. And um, I thought that was an interesting take on how he uh, did that. Um. Yeah, you know, so, I, overall, I thought the acting was was decent. You know, it wasn't terrible. Zombies were great. All right, so, so okay, so a seven out of ten for you, um, Matt. I know you didn't watch it, but I know you did watch 
Cowboy Bebop. I mean, you didn't watch mm-hmm. all of it, but you did yeah, watch like, some of it. I think I'm at the last couple episodes, but so far it's been really good. Have you seen some, Steve, of Cowboy Bebop? I have, yeah. I've seen like three, I think I've seen four episodes with my brother. And it definitely does have a different take from the anime, for sure. Um, I'm sure Matt can agree with me there. Yeah. I mean, there were some of the same names and characters and somewhat of the storyline, but I mean, like they took a different like path on some of it. But yeah, other than that, it's yeah. been really good. And I agree with Matt there. It's it's it's. I was ple- I was pleasantly surprised that um, how much I liked it. At first, I was a little like dumbstruck by like how some of the characters were changed um or like their backstories and stuff like that but after you know what the more episodes i watched the more i started to feel like you know what this is probably for the best right otherwise because in the anime some of these characters don't even appear like they hardly appear and this way you know it's a different take on them for sure but you at least get to see character development on some of these characters uh so while I haven't finished the uh, live action Cowboy Bebop, I feel like it's still better to watch the anime first, and then you can watch. Or, I mean, either or is fine. You know, I feel like the 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 live action is good and the anime is really good. So, yeah, I liked it. I can't give a rating because I haven't finished it, but I I do like so what I saw so far. Yeah, I've only seen the first episode, and it looked. I mean, I haven't seen the anime, um, but I thought it, I thought it was pretty good. I I, I do remember the uh, intro though to the anime, so they they nailed mm-hmm. that pretty good. Me and Matt yeah. were talking about oh, yeah. that, and Matt said he was dancing in the background, you know, because it was just oh so, yeah, so it's, close to it. It's one of those. It's one of those intros that you never skip, right? Like there's some there's some animes that you end up skipping intros or like ah oh, whatever you're like let's just skip the intro. Cowboy Bebop is special. It has one of those intros you just don't skip. You just watch it. <laughs> it's that good. You know, there's a few other animes that have really good intros as well that you do watch. But um, yeah, I think I thought they did a really good job on how they implemented the intros in the live action. You know, like they uh it it kind of they did a they they really were like trying to replicate the anime there in terms of like oh we show a little bit of the of the episode and then we implement the intro uh mm-hmm. so that it was neat you know the the people in charge of this the director and uh you know the crew camera crew and all that stuff they they did a good job pleasantly surprised i'll have to finish it i think i'm on the last episode Ah, yeah. I mean, hopefully it does well enough to uh, make a sequel, like a season two or something. Assuming, assuming this is supposed to be season one, so I'm guessing that they're gonna be having a season two. Right. I mean, that's what you would assume, right? Mm -hmm. But I guess it just depends on how it ends. Right. Yeah, it usually depends on how well it does. Um, like I said, I thought the first episode was good. Um, that's all I saw, but so far, Matt, uh, what did you think of it? I mean, I know you liked it and all, but character wise, acting wise, 
Uh, it's, like I said, there's a bunch of comic relief in it. Uh, there is a lot of action. I mean, they do bring in names from some of the bad guys and other people in the anime. Um, but as far as like the story, the story doesn't like follow exactly like the like the anime does. But like like Steve said, they brought uh, they've been doing a lot of character development for certain characters that you don't really see a whole lot in the anime. Like they showed Julia a bunch, and she didn't really have a huge part in the anime. Like you know who she is and you kind of see her here and there, but you don't see her as much as you do in this anime. So is that like a good thing, bad thing to you guys uh, seeing these characters? Not bad. I mean, it's just another, like, it's kind of like they just put another spin on it to kind of. uh... Yeah. Like, like I mentioned before, my first impression of when they were, when I saw that, that they were like, putting a different spin on these characters showing these characters like backstories and changing it i was kind of upset about it at first and then the more i started watching more episodes i was like you know what this is actually for the best because otherwise you just wouldn't really see these characters so uh you know cowboy bebop the anime is pretty special where it's like like the story revolves around bounty hunting right it's it's there's just a group of bounty hunters space cowboys um but like the overall the overall like story ends up being about spike's past the main character's you know past life and it slowly in the anime starts to be revealed about what happens in his past um in the live action it's kind of it kind of like straight up tells you pretty fast like what's up <laughs> you know uh so like the pacing is definitely different from the live action compared to the anime but i still feel like they're both very good i i definitely prefer the anime over the live action i'll say that right now uh even though i've only seen like four episodes of the live action i definitely prefer the anime over the live action for sure but that doesn't say that that doesn't mean that i dislike the live action i think the live action is pretty good it is different, you know, it, it, they're actually combining character backstories from like anime episodes. Like, for instance, the very first episode, since you saw the first episode, George, was about a drug called uh, Red Eye, correct? Yes. Um, right. That's actually the first episode of the anime. So they, you know, it's the same thing. However, in the... Uh, in the anime, it was like a one and done thing, kind of like many of the episodes are. It's a kind of one and done, and it moves on. In the love action, they're definitely like making that red eye more uh, prominent of a thing. Yeah, more prominent. There you go. And that's what they're kind of doing. That's what kind of what I've noticed in the, at least the four episodes that I saw is that they're kind of like merging the single one and done episodes of the anime into like a bigger storyline into the in the live action. Uh, Matt, you've seen more of the of the live action. Is that kind of what they're doing here? Uh, kind of. Like it doesn't mention as much as it does in the first few episodes. After the the first few episodes, you really don't hear much about it. Okay. They start focusing on other things, but the way that it's pacing, I don't see how they're going to do a second season. Oh, okay. All right. Really? So you actually think that it might finish the whole thing? 
Yeah. You know, I mean, if, if, the if way that it's been going, it just seems like they're getting closer to, and like I said, I'm on the last episode. It just seems like it's getting closer to the end. And here's, here's where finale. I would like to, here's where I would like to talk to you, Matt, about more in-depth stuff. But of course, I don't want to spoil anything, so I can't. But I do remember the the person in charge of this show, of the live-action Cowboy Bebop, he was saying that he loves these characters so much that he would, that he would like to make a crap load of episodes. You know, he didn't say it in those words exactly, but he was pretty much implying that he would like for this show to keep going. Um, I don't know if that's what they're going to do here. I don't know if they are going to end it because the, the anime is only like 24 episodes, correct? Yes. And while that may seem short, I think 24 episodes for Cowboy Bebop is perfect. Like they didn't really need to drag it out. Oh no. Yeah. It the the whatnot. I mean 24 episodes pretty much give it to an end. No, yeah. I mean unless they're trying to like bring some type of closure to, you know, how something yeah, yeah. ends or something else. Yeah. Of but course. I guess that's what they'll do in the live action. But unless so, there's like so some type kinda... of standoff, I doubt that I, I just don't so personally that's... see them moving on with a second season unless they just change that's... the story around. That's kind of what I was uh, I wanted to talk to you about, but obviously we're not going to talk about it. But, you know, considering that that's what the director or whoever it was that was in charge of that, I, I think it was the director uh, that said that, that he would like to do like a lot of episodes. I and that the anime is somewhat different. I mean, sorry, the live action is somewhat different. I'm curious if maybe they'll go to that degree of like changing uh something like that. Uh I'm trying to be very vague here because again, George hasn't seen it. But um Yeah, George, I mean, if you definitely like what you see here on the live action, I I definitely recommend the anime as well. It's not long. You know, it's only 24 episodes and storytelling in that is very good. Um, so, okay. yeah. Yeah, no, no, like I said, I definitely need to check it out, especially since it's short. Um, just one thing with the remakes that, you know, I mean, I know it pisses a lot of people off, um, but Disney does has made some remakes and people have gotten mad. Like, oh, no, Genie would blah, 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 you know? They'll say something, but I think for in a way something to be live action. I want it to be different than what was the previous source material. I know some people are going to disagree with me, but I mean, because I don't want like an exact copy of, you know, for example, Mulan. You know, I don't want an exact exact copy of Mulan on live action because. I don't because well, live action. I, I actually, I actually, no singing, hold on, absolutely hold on, hold on. none in Mulan. Hold on, uh, I got, I got a counter to that, George. At least, um, go for Mulan it. was actually the one damn Disney remake, live action remake that I wanted to be exactly the same. It's like that's my favorite Disney movie. I'm just gonna say that right now. Like, you know how like everyone has their like Disney mm-hmm. princesses they love. Mulan is my Disney princess, and that was the one remake, live action remake that I just wish they would have kept it the same as the uh, 
as the anime or so the animation sorry um and i still haven't to this day seen the live action because i just felt like it was you're not i don't know out. man i just yeah i just i just did not want to watch it um yeah, they didn't sing but on songs. the other no mushu but on the other hand yeah on the other hand yeah, Mushu's not even there. And they were saying the reason why Mushu wasn't there, which is a, which in case you don't know who Mushu is, he's the he's the dragon, the little Eddie Murphy, right? He's the little dragon that's with Mulan. And like it's like he's the comic relief, correct? Yeah. He's not in the movie, apparently, because the people in charge of this live action said that they're trying to keep Mulan realistic. And uh I was like, what? <laughs> You're saying you want to keep the live action realistic and you have Mulan like running on the walls and whatever. I'm going off of what I saw in the trailers here. Okay. And uh, I was like, I don't know, man. So I just I passed on this one. But at the same time, it's like this whole thing about like, should remakes be exactly the same as this original source material? I, like, it's hard to to say like, yes, they should or no, they shouldn't. Because, you know, Lion King is a good example of a movie. I haven't seen it, by the way. I have not seen the, you can't say live action because it's not live action, but the remake, right? I have not seen the remake of Lion King, but from what I have heard, it is exactly the same for the most part. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is the same. Sorry if I just blew out your headphones, but um, I don't know. I mean... Mulan, I will agree, it was awful. I mean, I didn't like the live action. It just was not a very good story. Um, but for me, remakes, like, I don't want them to be the same as the, for example, like, Cowboy Bebop. I wouldn't want that to be the exact same as the anime version, because, I mean, if I just wanted to watch the exact same thing, then I would just watch the anime. If you guys know what I'm trying to say here. Right. Right, that's yeah. kind of how I felt about the Lion King. That's why I don't want to. That's why I don't. That's why I didn't pay to go watch Lion King in theaters, the new one, because I was like, I'll just watch it at home. Like I have the original Lion King. Um. Yeah, but again, it is weird, right? It's like it's like some stuff. It's like I guess like if you're a fan, I guess it comes down to like if you're a big ass fan, you kind of want it to be the same. But if you're not a fan, you're like fine with it being different. I think that's kind of what it just comes down to in the end. Um, of course, there's exceptions. There's there's sometimes where fans are like, like big time fans are like, I'm fine if they change it, you know. Right. But I think overall, overall, the feel of of how people, you know, want remakes is definitely down the lines of I'm a fan of this. It needs to be the same. Whereas if you're not a fan, you're fine with change. And I think that's the overall look at it when it comes to remakes or how people feel to feel about remakes. You know, a good example of this would be RE3 remake, which is the Resident Evil 3 remake uh, of Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, right? Right. I'm not a big fan of Resident Evil 3 original, um, but I do like it. But I'm not like over like heads over heels over it. Like so when they announced the remake of RE3 remake, I was like, you know what? I'm okay with change if they want to change it up. Um, so in the end, I did like Resident Evil 3 remake, but overall, you know, Resident Evil 3 remake has its own problems. They 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 didn't utilize Nemesis correct. 
So it has different problems. But if they would have done a good job of implementing Nemesis into that game, I think I would have uh, been completely fine with the reimagining of Resident Evil 3 Remake over the original Resident Evil 3. But the heart, the fans, the people that love Resident Evil 3 original definitely do not like Resident Evil 3 Remake because they changed it. So that's, that leaves me to believe that, again, I think if you're a fan, if you're a really big fan of the original source material, you end up kind of not wanting people to change it, right? Right. Uh, you're, yeah. You'd be totally, you'd be up, you'd be against people doing a remake because you just, you're afraid they're going to change it and screw it up. And, um, you know, for people that aren't fans of the original source material, they're like, ah, whatever, they can change it because I wasn't a big fan of the original to begin with. So go ahead and change it. Or, or maybe you just haven't seen the original source material. So you're like, I'll just, I'll be completely fine with this, with this remake. Um, I think that's, I think that's how, you know, I think that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, limbo for remakes. I mean, I'm not, I'm not for remakes. I'm not against remakes. I don't, uh, expect too much out of remakes when it comes to them. Like I expect it to be different. It's no different than, you know, watching a movie and then someone coming to you and making a comment saying, well, I read the book and it's nothing like the book. The book was so much better. <laughs> like, of course, because you can put more details in a book. I mean, you can make a book as long as you'd like. You can put as many chapters yeah. as you like. It, it doesn't change anything. It, it's the same it, thing. It comes down to money, time, and just who is producing it or who is making it. That makes it, you know, a good remake or a bad remake or, you know, anything worth watching. Yeah, that's why it's important for whoever's doing remakes, they need to understand what the original source material is. You know, as long as they understand what the original source material is, the the remake will come out to be okay, right? Because in, in this case, for an example, Resident Evil 2 remake right it is actually considered a extremely good resident evil game a lot of people love resident evil 2 remake and the reason why is because the people in charge of resident evil 2 remake understood the original resident evil 2 they understood what the what the people that were making that game what they were going for their mindset and they took all that into consideration plus the some of the people that worked on the original resident evil 2 were helping make Resident Evil 2 Remake. So that actually helped as well. Um, which is why Resident Evil 2 Remake, in my opinion, is, con is considered a really good remake. Um, and I do like both of them. You know, they both complement each other. Resident Evil 2 Remake has a more of, you know, they show different stuff that's not in the original. Stuff makes more sense in the RE2 Remake than it does in the original. But, you know, they both have their own charm to it. And, um, yeah, it just, again, it all depends on who is in charge of doing, doing the remake, you know, that usually determines if it's going to be good or not. Yeah. I mean, like if they do, if they understand the, like how you said the source material, then yeah, I mean, go ahead and make the, uh, go ahead and do the remake, you know, I'm okay with it. Because if you don't, if you have someone, if you have someone that just, it's just corporate, 
you know, if corporate's doing the remake, like for instance, this is the way I saw uh, Lion King, the Lion King uh, remake. It was like, oh, this is just corporate money. This is just corporate being like, we're just going to get money. We're just going to make money. You know, it's like uh, the, 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 the thing that I've heard from people say from the Lion King remake is that it feels soulless, right? And that's the one thing you do not want a remake to be. You do not want it to be soulless. You know easily when a movie is soulless, when it's just for money. Monster Hunter is a good example of this. It oh, just man. felt, it felt wrong. It felt soulless. It's like, dude, this is like, there's no point in what's happening here. Like, it's just, this feels like a cash grab. And uh, while I do, while I do like certain stuff of that movie, like, oh, this monster looks kind of cool. The overall movie was just terrible. <laughs> there was no point. It's just give me money, right? It was Paul W.S. Anderson being like, I'll give you guys a shitload of money because that's what I do. I grabbed Resident Evil and I made you guys a shitload of money. So I'm going to do it again. However, yeah. he totally screwed up by, put, by putting a racist joke in there. Where where uh, he put a racist Chinese joke in this movie, where Monster Hunter is extremely popular in China. <laughs> oh man! So I don't know how the hell that happened, or how you know nobody said anything about that. Again, no one cared. That's why it was all about the money. And um, you know, speaking of Paul W. S. Paul w. S. Anderson. You know, leading back a little bit into Resident Evil here on the on the movie, um, that's why those movies were so different. That's why his visions of Resident Evil was so different from from uh, you know this movie. Like it's there's a there's a big contrast here. The director that made the new Resident Evil movie that's out in theaters right now, Welcome to Raccoon City, he is a huge fan of Resident Evil, and it is apparent. Like you can tell that he's a fan of Resident Evil by watching this movie. Um, even though he does take his own spin on it, right? He does change it a bit. Podivius Anderson, for as far as I know, he is not a fan of Resident Evil. He's just grabbed that license and he's like, I'm going to make a zombie movie. The first Resident Evil movie that this guy made, Podivius Anderson, had a low budget movie. It was around like, I think $30 million. It was considered low budget. But since so many people went to go watch this and made so much money that the sequel and the movies after that had a huge budget. There were like hundreds, hundred million dollar budgets. Uh, and of course, since, you know, the majority of people that would go watch these resident evil movies, didn't know much about the games. They ate it up. You know, it was just big action flick movies that you eat popcorn, shut your brain off, eat popcorn and watch zombie mayhem, you know, in, in big budget, because that's what he had. Now he had big budget for these movies. Um, so yeah, I, I sorry for the sidetrack, George. No, it's fine. Um, all I gotta say is let's hope W. Paul S. Anderson, whatever his name is, um, let's hope he doesn't direct another video game movie. <laughs> and that, that, that's all I gotta say. It's like Matt directing a football movie, not soccer, but football. To give to give this this director credit, Paul W. S. Anderson, to give him credit. He did make Equilibrium. Now that's a good movie, right? but man, he just needs to stay made, away from the video game ones. He made Equilibrium, and that was that was a good movie. So I give him credit there. Uh, it was low budget, though, for sure. But um, 
he did a good job and i wish he would just make another one <laughs> but and mm-hmm. at the same time i don't know if the movie does need another one it really does no no that that's a movie you should remake um the movie the live action okay so there's a live action that's probably never going to get made but it might get made because one piece is getting made into live action which matt will go more into detail about that um i don't even know if i'll even watch it i know um, matt you're gonna watch it you know you are i probably will watch it but <laughs> i'm not expecting anything great i mean you can't put together the things that they can in anime and a live action movie and think it's gonna <laughs> equal up to anything especially when you're talking about one good. piece yeah i mean oh, you're yeah, gonna i mean it's gonna look corny I mean, as hell i can't i just cannot one see piece. luffy stretching all over the place well, I mean, look at look like at Mister. Uh, look at yeah. Mister. Uh, fantastic! I thought they did. Yeah, it. yeah, I know, and it looked ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, when he was rolling we'll around how, like a like a. Tire. We'll see how we'll see how Mister. Fantastic is on Disney's Fantastic Four because that will be happening in the future, right? Uh, and Disney will definitely have a Fantastic Four to uh, merge into this new. Uh, uh, f- uh, phase that they're in. What George? What what is it with phase that they're in? I think they're in phase, phase four. three, phase four, phase four, phase four. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I did watch that movie. Um, the new movie that came out. Eternals. Uh, Eternals. Yeah, I was blanking on the name. Yeah, I did I watch Eternals, and I liked. Thought, thought you're talking about the new Fantastic movie or the the most recent one. Oh no! I wow. Okay. Wow. It was like this is their opportunity. Fantastic movie. It's just they haven't done really well. Well, here's the thing, Matt. The Fantastic Four movies have were being made by Fox. Um, so now it's in the hands of Disney. So obviously Disney is going to throw in you know 150 or 200 million dollars budget into this movie. So you know you would assume that it would be it would be good. Um. Eternals, I did watch Eternals. It was another movie that I did see, and I was pleasantly surprised. I went in there kind of not knowing too much, um, other than, you know, like some of the characters that I did know about from the video games or the comics. Uh, but again, I knew only very little about them. Eternals is is actually a very important movie to watch if you want to know what's going to be happening in the future of Marvel movies. And uh, it was well made. You know, I thought it was a good job. I'm a bit, I'm really against flashbacks when it comes to movies. I hate it when movies just like, just proceed with the movie, please keep going forward. Why are you going back all the time? Go into a flashback just to justify something that's happening now. Eternals does that a lot. It is a lot of flashbacks in that movie, uh, which irked me. You know, I'm like, oh God, all these flashbacks. <sighs> but, you know, that aside, I did enjoy the movie. I thought Selma Hayek. And Angelina Jolie did a fantastic job. They're they're veterans, right? Veteran actresses. They did a good job in that movie. I enjoyed their performance. And uh, Selma Hayek actually got her her uh, golden star on in Hollywood recently. So, uh, congrats to her, I suppose. Yeah, and on that golden star, did you know the actors actually have to pay to get that done? What so really? Yeah, Hollywood doesn't like. It's like, oh, here's a gold star. It's like, no, nah, you know, what? I'm gonna pay money so I could get my fingerprints and whatever handprints there. Wow. Yeah, so it's not like a, it's not a reward that Hollywood gives you. It's like, oh, I think I'm big enough. I'm gonna pay for it. 
So technically, like if, people donating enough money and getting like their name engraved on a bench at a park or something. Yeah, exactly. So huh. like, if us three like made enough money, we could technically go put our handprints there. Like a star? Yeah. Well, you say uh, you could buy the star? Pretty much. I mean, I think the criteria is you do have to be famous. Because okay. I mean, who wants to go see Matt Bubar? Who, who who wants to see that star? Not this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matt. I'm making fun of you a lot. But who wants to go see Steve Morales? You know, I'm joking. <laughs> but um, so the live action that I do want to see, it's not going to happen. But if One Piece is successful, it probably will happen. Is Naruto? <laughs> Naruto? <laughs> Naruto? Yeah, no, I, I said Naruto for uh, one of the listeners. He hates when people call it Naruto. 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 <laughs> that's the way, that's how Sakura says his name. Naruto in like the English dub. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Joe. But Sasuke, yeah. Sasuke actually says it, Naruto. Yeah, Joe, Joe's the guy that hates when people say Naruto. But actually, I was going to talk to you guys about that. Joe, I invited him to come in next week to do the podcast with us. Uh, So that way we could talk about Call of Duty and Halo and Battlefield. If you guys are okay with that. I'm okay with that. I enjoy talking about first-person shooters. Uh, Matthew Bruce. Oh, what? And where? Okay, so Matt's okay with it. Right, Matt? (laughs) Sure. So Battlefield for 2042, Matt, we were just playing that. Man, it's fun. I I I um I was having fun playing. There are some things to that Can game. You send me invites or something. What? Uh, I just thought I saw your name pop up on my screen inviting me to something. No, 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 no. So yeah, uh, so yeah, tw- Battlefield 2042. Um, the day one patch kind of seemed to fix quite a bit of stuff. Uh, still, I mean, I, I think it's fun. Um, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Would I play it every day? No. Is it as good as Overwatch? I love Overwatch. Um, no, but it is a lot of fun. Uh, I could tell Matt was getting frustrated though. I was getting frustrated because I couldn't see any of the enemies. That'd be frustrating. I was getting shot with shotguns across the map. Made no sense. Yeah. I'm shooting them with an LMG. It just makes no sense whatsoever. There's a lot of Physically. stuff that's broken. It broken. Like I haven't played the full version of the game, but I played the beta, and I've heard a lot of people talk about like people that I uh, tend to listen. You know, when I say when I say I, I listen, when I I've heard people, I'm talking about people that I listen to, right? Like people that I want to know their opinion about. I'm not talking about like, oh, I just went on forums and saw these random ass people saying stuff about the game. No, I went to some people that I, that I listened to their opinion about and they were saying that the game is uh, pretty broken, that you can use an SMG and out-snipe a sniper using an SMG. Um, there's a lot of stuff that people are taking advantage of in that game. Uh, you might not be able to realize it like if you play it very casually because it's, you know, there's so many people running around i guess all over the place but i don't know i can't say too much about it again because I, I haven't played the full version myself 
Um, but maybe I will soon because I think I do have a 10 hour trial I could try out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I kept getting killed by an SMG from like, like Matt was saying, across the map. I'm like, what? I'm like, that, that makes no sense. Yeah. There's a lot of exploits in that game, and the more people start knowing about these exploits, the worse it's going to get. Yep, until they fix the bug, then another thing's going to be broken. Next thing, next thing is going to be the pistol. Mm-hmm. That's going to be broken. But yeah, um, so the other thing I have on the agenda is, of course, this is Matt's uh, favorite topic, anime. So, Always. what anime are you watching right now, Matt? Too many. Okay, way too many. Too many. <laughs> George, when you're when you're an anime lover, like Matt is, because you're an anime lover, right, Matt? I mean, it's safe yeah. to say that. Yeah. Um, I know. I know that feeling. Trust me, I've been there. Um, I I managed to crawl out from from the depths. But I'm 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 always constantly being dragged by all the wife who's like, come back. You know, I'm like, oh I don't know. You know, but um there's a lot of animes you watch, you know, when you when you're when you watch animes. Uh there's you won't believe how many animes there are, George. There's a crap load. I spend every so, day watching animes, so there's enough anime out there to to quench my thirst for anime. Like Netflix, I mean, their new ones are Blue Period and Comey Can't Communicate. Uh, I didn't know that they did more episodes for Eden Zero. And so I started watching that again as well. Uh, the Crunchyroll, of course, has way I too am, many. Uh, hey, Matt, Eden Zero, um, I'm somewhat interested in that because... Fairy Tale? Uh, I, watched, I watched Fairy Tale and I liked mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, it was there's good. a lot of similarities, and you actually kind of see like hints of the of yeah the other characters. But of course, it's made by the same guy that made Fairy Tale, so right. You do yeah, see like similarities I saw, in each of the main characters. I saw Fairy Tale, and then I was like, "Huh, I wonder if the uh, the manga is continuing, right? Because they, they mm-hmm. the the anime ends wide open, right? So I started looking up the manga, and that's when I saw Eden Zero manga, and I'm like, Eden Zero. It's like, why does it look like? why does lucy have happy and like mm-hmm. not like what what's going on here like what is this and then i was like oh okay it's the same guy the same creator it's just you know his same art style kind of same character designs but different story correct yeah it's like watching like one piece man or one punch man and seeing uh mob psycho same same person or fire force and soul eater same person right well, I didn't know that. That's a good point. Yeah. Although I watched Soul Eater a long time ago. And uh, I was recently watching some Fire Force. And I was like, yeah. Now that since you mentioned that, yeah, I do see the similarities. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, the list is too long to mention. I could, I mean, I could sit here and just tell you all the animes I'm watching. But my Crunchyroll list is long. My Funimation list is long. Netflix, not so much. <laughs> but, I mean... It's, you know, there's a few on there. I did see your uh, Instagram, Matt, about those mangas that you had. Oh, yeah. And uh, that solo leveling. Ooh, I'm going to have to. That's good. I, I, I want to I, I support the author, like the creator. So mm-hmm. I, would, I wouldn't mind buying some of those. How many volumes are there? You know? So far, 
I've got all three. I just finished the third one just a second ago. I was like in my downtime, like reading a little bit here and there. And so I just finished it just a second ago. And so the great thing about solo leveling is that one, it's amazing. It's amazing story. The artwork is amazing. And like the manga itself is all in color. So they took like a webcam and they made it into a manga. And so every page is full of cover or color where like in some of the regular uh, manga, you get like one or two pages at the very beginning, like an insert that kind of is in color. Yeah. But then the rest of it is all black and white where solo leveling is color all throughout it. And Matt was, uh, what was the price of that? I'm, I'm assuming it was more expensive, right? Uh, not so much. I want to say really? it was, I mean, it's, it's more expensive than, uh, like your regular mangas, like regular ones, they can range anywhere from 12 to 13. And so the leveling was 20, 20. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah. Cause it's all but, colored, but it's like big pages, lots of pages. And I mean, it's a good solid read. So that's a good manga, George, or manhua, because uh, it it is a it is made by uh, someone in South Korea, correct? Uh, yes, yeah, that's a Korean right. uh, manga. That's a good one, George, to keep an eye out. Um, whenever it eventually gets its anime adaptation, because it will happen, it is very popular. Um, oh yeah, which I'm surprised it hasn't gotten one yet, but um, it's only a matter of time before it does, and hopefully. Please don't screw it up. <laughs> and George, if this you don't deserves... like manga, I mean, they do have the light novel for it. A light novel? Yeah, so a light novel is like like reading a book. It's just mm-hmm. all words. There's no no pictures, no manga parts in there. It's just like reading the an actual light novel. It's not as long as an actual novel because, you know, they put so many chapters into a book usually on mangas so with light novels it's just like small little inserts uh but, okay which believe it believe it or not there's there's a lot of animes or i don't know about a lot but there's animes that are not mangas they're light novels mm-hmm. like you've been watching that mushu tensai uh the jobless reincarnation it's oh, yeah, actually yeah, yeah. a light yeah. novel as well Okay. Yeah. Usually, usually it starts. It, it can start off as a light novel, which then gets a manga adaptation, and then the manga adaptation gets an anime adaptation. Mm-hmm. So it's like the source material from the source material from the source material. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a few of them out there that are light novels like that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, shit. There, that, that's a good anime. So yeah, I'll be. There was something I. Uh, there's something I wanted to. There's something I wanted to bring up, George. That's okay. Um, the new Spider-Man movie. Uh, there was a new, there was a trailer, right? I haven't seen it uh, because I don't want to get spoiled. But since we were in the week of Cyber, since we're we since we are in Cyber Monday, or at least Cyber Monday just ended, right? Because it's like Black Friday, and then all the sales continue onto Cyber Monday, and then Cyber Monday does sales, um, which is that's when I bought my computer. Uh, I bought a computer that had a uh, RTX 3090 because the for some reason the RTX 3090 graphics cards 
Well, I, I know the reason. Uh, they're extremely hard to get, right? Scalpels have been just buying everything. PS5s, Xbox Series Xs, graphics cards, and uh, the 3090s are almost impossible to get. You can buy them by a scalpel or a scalper, but it's going to cost you up to 2500 to $3,000 for this graphics card. No, not um, them. And the reason why people are actually buying them for that price, like if you go to eBay, you actually see bids, people paying that much money to buy these. It's because crypto mining, cryptocurrency mining, uh, the, the RTX 3090 is a graphics card that is widely popular for uh, mining. crypto mining. So that is why they're in high demand. That's why people are paying those ridiculous prices for a, an RTX 3090 graphics card. And um, at this point, I'm like, you know what? There's not going to be any... I'm not going to be able to get a hold of one of these graphics cards anytime soon. And um, by that point, there'll probably be like another graphics card. So I was like, I'll just keep my eyes open for Cyber Monday and see if I see a, a pre-built PC that has a 3090 in it and i found one right on cyber monday it was a sale um so i purchased it i purchased this new computer for three thousand dollars which is pretty much the same price for this graphics card <laughs> so the way i see it is like oh i got the whole computer for free you know i bought the graphics card and i got the, everything else for free with it it's still expensive right but it is an investment for you know my content creation so all right. I went ahead and did that. <clears throat> and uh, since, uh, since it was Cyber Monday, the advertising, the marketing team on this new Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man No Way Home, they're geniuses. Whoever's in charge of the advertising on Spider-Man knows exactly what they're doing and probably deserve a raise because they took advantage of the Cyber Monday thing and they called it Spider Monday. And they put the tickets on sale for the new Spider-Man movie today uh, of this recording. At the time of this recording, they sold out. It was like early, early screening, right? Yeah. Or early access to watch the movie. They sold out to the point to where it was like in-game. When Avengers in-game went on sale for pre-sale, they actually crashed the, the online websites because people were trying to buy all these tickets. And the exact same thing happened to the Spider-Man movie. All these tickets were sold. They're, all, they're sold out now. And all these websites crashed. Which is crazy because, you know, we're in times of a pandemic, right? But um, a lot of people are excited for this movie. You know, and, and when they announced this Spider-Monday thing, it was uh, Tom Holland came out, you know, like it was just like a little trailer, right? Tom Holland came out and he's like, hey, it's like, it's Spider Monday. It's Cyber Monday, but it's Spider Monday. And he's like, to help me celebrate this special day, I have like two special friends that I want to introduce to y'all. Hinting, you know, right. Toby Maguire, Andrew Garfield, right? Yeah. But the people that came out was... uh was uh, MJ, the, the actress that plays MJ, and then his friend, right? That plays uh, Ned. Yeah, yeah. They came out, and they were like, 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 sorry, Peter, were you expecting someone someone else? I'm like, no, who else would I be talking about? So it's like, it's very apparent that 
you know, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are going to be in this movie. They are going to be in this movie. It's just they're doing such a good job at not showing them. And right. uh, damn. By the way, these Spider-Man tickets, uh, they are on eBay right now for $3,000 to $10,000. <laughs> damn. <laughs> Which is crazy. All right. Well, I'm going to put that on my credit card and we're all three going to go. Yeah. For one. $3,000 for one ticket. $9,000 movie. I'll get the tickets. Yeah, just you guys to watch get the popcorn. Yeah, I mean, they cost so, about yeah, the this, same. This, this, movie, this movie is like, I, I personally feel like if it weren't for like the whole pandemic thing that was happening, you know, COVID, this would be hitting the levels of Avengers Endgame. Like so many people are excited about this that it's crazy. It's nuts, man. This yeah, movie's going to be big. This movie. It's going to be the biggest crossover since Avengers. Literally. Yeah. This is going to be huge. There's so much, there's so much nostalgia because people love Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. There's some people that love that guy. So. Spider-Man yeah. 3 is the best movie. <clears throat> Where he's dancing and he's all emo. The best, the best <laughs> acting I've ever seen. Symbiote. It's the symbiote Venom Spider-Man, black suit Spider-Man. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm joking on that. But yeah. the first the first movie was good. Uh, I I haven't seen the Andrew Garfield movies. Um, he's a uh, fantastic. Actor. I like the first one. He, he did two, right? I like the first one, like when when that he fights Lizard Man. Yeah, the the other one for some reason they decided to give him like a different accent on the second movie. I don't know why. But he has like some like New Jersey accent or something like that. It's weird, man. It was an odd choice. Yeah, he. I didn't really feel like he was a good Peter Parker in that movie. But um, the overall movie was okay because Electro was in there and like, um, I think Electro was the only villain in that movie. But I can't remember. Speaking <clears throat> of accents, remember on Age of Ultron, Wanda. I guess uh, WandaVision. Yeah, her accent changed. Yeah, yeah she had a, she had a Russian accent, and now now you don't even hear it anymore. I'm like, what? Was like, <laughs> okay. They're preparing. They're preparing George for the implementation of her being Magneto's daughter. I guess. I I, I guess. I mean, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm excited. Uh, for a second there, I was all heroed out. Um, I just. Did not want to watch another hero movie. But now that Spider-Man's coming out, I'm like, man, I want to get back into it. And yeah. yeah. You know, Spider-Man is, in my opinion, Spider-Man is the most recognizable of all the Marvel heroes. You know, Avengers helped a lot of other people that just didn't know, you know, realize like, oh, Captain America is awesome and Hulk or Hulk and um uh Black Widow and you know all these other characters, but Spider-Man has always been well recognized from the beginning, right? Yeah. X-Men was also there as well. Um, of course, Wolverine got extremely popular because of the X-Men movies, but X-Men has been popular, but nowhere near as popular as Spider-Man and um, Batman and Superman, right? I think those three are like the top ones for sure in terms of Batman. superhero recognition. Yeah, Batman. Batman. Batman is up there too. He's up there, George. If you look yeah. up into the sky, you see the bat symbol, the bat sign, or whatever. Everyone yeah, loves but, Superman. Yeah. 
if you look in the grave, you'll see Superman. Wow. <laughs> you you know, the minute you brought up Batman, Steve, I'm like, oh, like Matt's going to jump in somewhere. Like, I, Here's I, the I, thing. I, I, know you, I know you guys, I know you guys were talking about Batman versus Superman or whatever on y'all's podcast, that, the one I wasn't there on. But I want to say a little bit of something about that. Just, just as a little side note, or just my own opinion. I think it's all about perspective on who would win a battle between Batman and Superman, right? If there was preparation, Batman would win. If there was preparation involved. But if you were to literally just throw them in a room and say, good luck, Superman would win. There's just no end for butt. Superman would win against Batman if there was no preparation. Just throw, if Bruce Wayne was butt-ass naked in there, he's going to lose. He will not win against Superman. But if he had time to prepare and get ready, he would be able to stand up against Superman. Um, so that's all I have to say about that in terms of the verses. It's just all about the situation at hand. Yeah, Matt, Matt knows where I stand on on Superman, but we're, we're not going to talk about it because, you know, we all know uh, Superman will win. So anyways, we're moving on. <laughs> um, so... Last week, Matt, Matt uh, Steve, we, Matt and I talked about um, Avatar: The Last Airbender. No, actually, no, no. Okay, let's let's talk about. So, first of all, I don't know where I'm going with this. Um, <laughs> I, I completely lost trot. I lost my thought. It only <laughs> took like two seconds for George to lose himself. Hey, happens to me too, George. But I'll help you out here. Uh, we're, we're I'll just bring up a about, topic until you get... We're, we're, we're talking about Dragon Ball Z. And... And... Uh, uh, me and Matt just want to know why. Why? Why? Why, why do you like it? Because, I mean, Matt's not a big fan of it. I'll watch it, but I mean, I'm not too much of a fan of it either. I mean, I'll watch it. It's good, but... I'm so, actually amazed that you're not a fan of it, George, considering that Dragon Ball Z was is the way it is because of Superman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and I told Matt that, and he's like, no, it's not. I'm like, bro, it is. The creator, Akira Toriyama, was inspired by Superman. Like, it, Superman inspired him, and that's why he made the Saiyans the way they are. Of course, Goku is, is you know, he's supposed to be, uh, you know, that, the Monkey King or whatever the hell from journey to the um, Goku. to the west yeah so there's that there of course but the overall like what they do that's all superman and the the creator admitted that like he said that yeah and I was like, i'm just i'm making my own superman right here <clears throat> so i mean i did like the i don't movie. know man it's like <clears throat> or the one movie i think the anime the the animes the animes are uh you know they have charm. I don't know. Is there something about them that I that I like about it? That I like about Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball in general. You know, if you're talking about the franchise as a whole, you have to you have to look back at the original, which is when Goku was little. You know, Dragon Ball, which leads into Dragon Ball Z, which then leads into Dragon Ball GT, which is not made by Akira Toriyama. So you just kind of ignore that for a certain point. I think he, I think Akira Toriyama did create Super Saiyan Four though which is the only thing that people like about that series, <laughs> that version. Um, but yeah, you know, Dragon Ball Super. 
in terms of anime, Dragon Ball for sure is definitely the most recognized in terms of anime worldwide. It is super popular for sure in, you know, South America, down there in like Argentina and Brazil and all that. They love that stuff. They love Dragon Ball. To the point to where like, I remember when they showed the very last episode of Dragon Ball Super, which was the new uh, Dragon Ball episodes. They had a parade. They threw a whole parade, a city, a whole city threw a parade for the last episode of Dragon Ball Super. And everyone was out there. It was like, you know, like those Thanksgiving uh, festivals, like parades with the, the big balloons and everything. And everyone's dancing and marching bands and everyone's there in the streets. Yeah. They had that. They had that for the final episode of Dragon Ball Super. Uh, so, yeah, you know, like love it or hate it. It is indeed super, super recognizable. When, th- when people think anime, they think of that. They think of Dragon Ball. Even if they've never seen it, they, they, they recognize it. And, um, you know, kudos for Akira Toriyama for making a distinctive art style. You know, I kind of, that's the only thing I kind of don't like about modern anime is that it all kind of ha- looks the same. Um, even though I do like it, right? I do like that art style. It's just, it kind of all blends in together. Um, I, I'm, I kind of like, I kind of dig the, the uniqueness when, when that kind of gets me interested in animes. That's why I like One Piece. It has such a distinctive art style that it just, it doesn't, there's nothing else that looks like it. It's anyone else that's looking at it from the outside is like, this is the most bizarre looking wackiest characters I've ever seen in my life. But, um, that's what I like about it. I like the wackiness. I like that. It's fun to watch. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, that explains why I don't care for Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last week we were talking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that's why you don't like it. I, 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 I just haven't seen enough. It's all falling together. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would be a good example. If you hate Superman because of how powerful he always is, you're not gonna like Dragon Ball because that's what it's all about. It's all about power. It's all about being strong. And I mean, that's not what it's all about, but it, it definitely like. It has Superman levels of fighting in that, especially on the new Dragon Balls, like Dragon Ball Super. It's like they now they've surpassed the Super Saiyan levels. Now they're Super Saiyan gods. They're entering the god level, and that's where you're truly seeing like the Superman levels of stuff. Yeah, because we were talking about it last weekend. <laughs> uh, Matt, Matt, I'm quoting Matt here, but. Whenever Matt asks a person, it's like, oh, it's like, if someone says, oh, yeah, I love anime. He's like, what's your favorite anime? Then that person says, oh, Dragon Ball. Then Matt, Matt, you you told me that you get a good chuckle from it. Like, that's not an anime, peasant. (laughs) I'm like I said, you love it or hate it. I mean, it's it's you have to recognize that it is indeed. Like. It is the most. Rec- it is. It is the most recognizable. Like, love it or hate it. It is the most rec- like that's a, It's a fact. It is the most recognizable anime out of all animes in existence. Um, Akira, which is another anime you didn't really like, Matt. That is another <laughs> anime that is extremely recognized. Not, not. I wouldn't say extremely recognizable from a person's per- like a like a regular person's perspective, but in terms of someone that creates things in like the movie business 
and animes themselves, there's references from Akira in modern anime because you just cannot. It's just that influential. Every time you see someone like sliding on the ground and it does that shot of them sliding and you see the dirt rising up, that is a direct reference to Akira when when Kaneda slides on his bike. You know, it does that like close up shot of him sliding and he's going away and you see all that dirt fly up in there. It's just Akira is influential on everything, anything anime. Same thing with Berserk. Berserk also has that influential thing. Um, However, Berserk is kind of like a little bit more niche because it is so dark in tone, uh, not for everybody. But it definitely does have that influence on uh, filmmakers and stuff. Berserk and Akira, but for sure Akira. So, man, uh, since we're talking about animes you don't like, what are other animes you don't like? Uh, um, trying to think of some. Not very much, eh? Uh, they did a revamp, kind of, of Inuyasha, and I'm not really a big fan of it. No. So they did one. You didn't like uh, the original either, though, right? No, the original was fun. I watched it, and then I never got to really finish it. But oh. I tried to like go back and watch it, and it's kind of like one of those ones where it, I don't know, it didn't age well. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it going back well, I... and watching like Power Rangers, and you start watching it and realizing, man, this is just so corny. Like, how did I like this as a kid? Got it. And it's kind of the same. So with you like mean by anime. age well? Yeah. You mean age well just... by like in terms of like the dialogue and all that? Well, like in today, like today's society of like anime, like what you expect from it. I guess in a way, I guess it could be like Akira. Like I didn't care for Akira because of the art style. The art style just didn't really catch me. It's kind of right. the same for like going back and trying to watch some of those older shows. It just. I guess when you were younger or whatnot, things just seemed a lot better or different to you. It it's kind of like going and like playing an old Nintendo sixty four game, like going back and playing like Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Like I thought the graphics and everything were great whenever I played that game. You go back now and you start playing it, and you're like, "Wow, like this seems like a whole lot different than what I." When I, what I remember when I grew up and was playing it a bunch. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the same kinda way have, with animes. I kind of have, I kind of have like the opposite feeling of that. And like I, I enjoy like the old stuff. Like I like seeing like the beginnings and um, like how far game development has gone from the old polygonal. Like yeah, it look, it does look bad, but it still has like that charm to it. Oh yeah, it has charm where, to it. It's just it doesn't. It didn't look the same way as like when you're growing up or when you were watching it on, you know, a tube TV or watching it on, you know, like an old school TV. Like everything seems great at that time because, you know, it was steadily getting better than, you know, its predecessors. So it's usually how that is, is like trying to go back and watch it. But like I couldn't get into like the new Inuyasha stuff just because uh, the story just wasn't there for me. And it was kind of like Boruto in a way. Like, Boruto didn't really catch my eye after trying to, like, 
watch it for a bit, but then like after going back and like getting through some of the character development, it's gotten better. Mm-hmm. So, so are the uh, villains a lot stronger on Boruto? Uh, they really haven't showed too many of them. Like they've had like some kind of somewhat big stories with the. Uh, I'm trying to think of what the name of them are, like Kaguya, like the Atsukis, I think, Atsukis, or I can't remember what their clan is, but those people from the moon, oh. kind of like in uh, Shippuden, you had the the big old boss Kaguya. Oh, okay, okay. So like, uh, you have a couple fights with them and then like some of the story progresses and like you get to learn a lot more about them. Like they're probably like the bigger bosses right now and there's like this big group in there as well. Uh kind of like what the Akatsuki were. Okay. So yeah, right. you, but, I don't, I don't want to spoil too much cuz Steve hasn't seen mm-hmm. it yet. Um Oh yeah. Yeah, you, you guys were talking about some stuff and I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> That's fine. Spoiler alert. Don't worry if I don't know what y'all if I don't know what y'all talking about. It's it's not really spoilers to me because y'all said names, but I'm like, um, I'm not, just it's not coming to mind. Like oh, the name I'll give you a spoiler, yeah. Steve. Yeah, I know, I know. Dread. Have you finished the Putin? No, no, because I'm, I'm watching it with my brother. So, oh, gotcha, you know, gotcha. Okay. I, I otherwise I would have finished it by now for sure. But since I watch it with my brother and I'm in I'm in no rush. It's like, what's the rush to just binge watch it understand so you know just take my time um yeah you guys hear about the uh the new covid that's been spreading apparently yeah i did did hear about that and right now what was it called it's like uh is it dude it literally sounds like a decepticon or something like that it's bizarre I'm like, what the hell? Why does it sound like Unicron or something? It's like, yeah. is it? Is it? Do they know that it's just gonna devour the world? Because <laughs> that's what Unicron is. Unicron is just a big transformer that turns into a planet, and he just devours yeah. planets. <laughs> so, like this new this new COVID is called like Omicron. Uh, Omicron. There you go. I was like, what the hell? When I heard that, I was like, dude, this is like some sort of Decepticon or something, some sort of transformer. Omnicron. <laughs> Apparently, Japan. George, you know how we had plans to go to Japan in 2019? Yes, sir. Got the tickets and everything, or like was preparing and like I I like I I got like I pre-ordered the tickets and stuff like that and everything. We were ready to go. And then COVID became a huge problem. So we weren't able to go. And then we're like, maybe we can go next year. Like, you know. Yeah, 2022 yeah. or something but now this new variant actually made japan close its borders today Again. today right now today right now it closed its borders no one is allowed to leave or come in because of this new covid or i mean if you're a citizen from japan and you come in they'll let you come in but i think you're instantly quarantined and then i don't know what procedure goes after that it's not like it's not it's it's not to the degree of like you know edo period like the tokugawa you know has ruled japan for hundreds of years and no one is allowed to come in no one is allowed to come out if you leave 
if you try to leave Japan, we will capture your ass and execute you. If you're, if you're seen coming in to Japan, we will execute you. You know, it's like, that was some hardcore stuff back then. Uh, Japan, it seems like Japan is just really good at closing their borders. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean that as like a racist thing or anything like that, but like, according to history, they've done it before. Of course, you know, it was the Tokugawa shogunate that did that, which I'm going to step a little bit into uh, history here, if that's okay with you, George. Um, yeah, no, do you know a lot about history. Japanese history? I don't know too much. I would have to do, I know, I know a lot about World War II, but before that, no. Yeah. Matt, do you know anything? Because I know you watch anime. So I know ah, anime just does. what I've learned in anime, like Edo period <laughs> and stuff like that. The Edo I period? Really, yeah, I haven't like read up on a whole bunch of it. Roroni Kinchin is in the Edo period, correct? Or is yeah. it not? Yeah. It is it in the is. Edo period? Yeah. And I think Samurai Showdown, which is a, a SNK fighting game, I think that's also mm-hmm. in the Edo period, which the Edo period is between like the 1600s to like the late 1800s, I believe. That's when the Edo period was around. That's the Edo period is when a time in Japan where the Tokugawa family just took over. Like they were in charge and they ruled by military power. Right. So a lot of the Tokugawa families, uh, there were generals and stuff like that. So samurais were pretty much just underneath them. Right. Or they samurais, samurais are the equivalents of like knights. They, they serve a lord. You know, that's the way I always saw it. And, um, yeah, man, those, the Tokugawa ruled for quite a bit, quite a bit until eventually, um, what was the era that took over after that? Meiji, the Meiji era or the eight Meiji period where, uh, Japan finally fought back, or I guess I should say the, uh, the Imperial government fought back and decided to overthrow the Tokugawa family and, you know, plunge the Edo period, ended the Edo period, and that's when the uh, the Meiji era started, where uh, started enforcing the government started to enforce everything, not not the Tokugawa family. So that's when they started to like, yeah, you can't have swords anymore; it's against against the law. And that's when you have like uh, a movie I really like, The Last Samurai. It has it's Tom Cruise's in it. Um, that takes place during the Meiji period, during the phase where the Edo period ended and they were, they were starting to ban like samurais and you can't carry swords anymore and stuff like that. And, uh, crap. I want to say, uh, demon slayer, which is an anime. Uh, George, I want to say you've seen an episode of that or two, a couple, maybe. Yeah. I've seen demon slayer season one. Oh, you've seen half a season one. Yeah. That's a, that's I believe that's around the Meiji period, uh, which would be like the late 1800s. But I want to say because they do go to Tokyo in uh, Demon Slayer, and it looked, I mean, hell, the last the, the newest movie is on a train, like a steam train, right, Matt? Uh, in which part? Demon uh, Slayer, like Demon Slayer, yes, yeah, yeah Mugen Train, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I that's, believe it was that like was, coal, a coal train on that. Right. So that would mean that it would have to be early 1900s, at least in Demon Slayer. So it would be in the, uh, the Taisho period. It would be after because it's the Edo period and then the, 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 
the Meiji period, and then it's the Taisho period. Um, which, in case you don't know, the the Taisho period is the beginning of Japan culture. You know, the Japan that you love right now, that like the the, the like man, I love the the culture of Japan. It's it, it all started in the Taisho period, which is in like the early 1900s. That's when, um, funny enough, that's when a lot of food imports and trading like was like hardcore. You know, like Japan was totally like accepting like trades. You know, by that time, from accepting all this like different cultures to come in and everything, while completely the opposite from tokugawa right tokugawa had like no one is allowed to the to, like they didn't want anybody like being influenced or learning like other cultures or something like that so they kept it very uh controlling by not having anybody leave or come in but during the taisho period uh definitely was the complete opposite right that's that's when that's when they adopted uh curry you know for the longest time and i think i even told you this george I always thought curry was Jap- was Japanese. You know, it's Indian. Because it's just like, it, it's so engraved into their culture. I always thought that curry was Japanese. But no, during the Taisho period, that's when Japan, you know, were influenced and took in and adopted the curry, you know, thing. And they, it's now part of their culture as well. But yeah, curry is indeed an Indian dish. Uh, which I actually learned from watching Food Wars. <laughs> I had to watch Food Wars to know that. I was like, wait, wait, curry is, is Indian? I didn't know that. Uh, which is why I like Food Wars. I like that anime, even though it's very fan service-y. Um, you actually oh, yeah. do learn stuff from that. It is a good movie. Uh, a movie, I mean anime. Uh, do you have curry in the Philippines, Matt? Uh, I don't believe so. That's more of an yeah, Indian I don't, I don't thing. Think so. Yeah, yeah, because I I have a friend that's uh, I know people from the Philippines as well, and I talked to someone that's over there, and they told me that curry is while they do like curry over there, it's not like part of their culture. Like they they go to like a restaurant and order it, you know, like an Indian restaurant stuff. So okay, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, apparently uh, they don't. Apparently they don't have a Reese's peanut butter cups over there. I mean, they don't have a Reese's cereal over there either. And uh, uh, people chow are muddy, like muddy buddies, like Chex Mix and all that. There's some weird stuff that I didn't realize other countries didn't have that we have over here in the United States. Oh yeah, yeah, we have a lot of stuff. Like I was, I look on the Chive, and they always show like an American section in different uh, parts of the world. And just some of the stuff, I'm like, well, we don't even have that here. But it is definitely what Americans would eat. Um, but uh, so we better end the podcast here. It's already uh, it's already two thirteen, and I gotta edit this. So I am Jorge Soto, George Soto, and uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Soto Photo Twitch, uh, Dolphin Pond on Twitch. You can follow this YouTube channel, Typical Nerd Stuff Podcast, and go like and subscribe. All right, uh, Matt, uh, tell people what you're up to and where they can find you. I'm Matt. You can find me at Fishy Penguin on just about everything. Uh, 
Fishy Penguin on Instagram, Fishy X Penguin on Twitch and Twitter, and those are the most that I use at the time. Uh, also, I guess on TikTok. Oh yeah, go check out his new TikTok video. <laughs> he he's he's hot. I'm just saying he's gonna make you wet. And uh, and uh, wow. So Steve, <laughs> so Steve, just tell people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me, uh, Steve, uh, also known as Camaro Tetsuo. You can find me at Camaro Tetsuo on uh, Twitter. You can find me at Camaro Tetsuo on Twitch, Instagram, um, pretty much a lot of social medias. Uh, however, on YouTube, I, uh, you can find me on the Death Count channel, YouTube channel. And uh, yeah. yeah, that's so- about it for me. We are the three amigos and I'm joking. (laughs) We'll see you next week.